like, you know, I find that a lot of my clients get into the chase, the chase of a man. And, and I'm like, we don't do that. <laughs> get to choose. They, they show us how aligned they are with us. And then we get to say, okay, I accept you. Hey, loves. My name is Dantea and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. Hello, hello, loves. Welcome back. I hope you missed me. I have someone here who I know you're going to enjoy talking to. I'm excited to talk to her. It's going to be a really great episode. We're going to get into all things relationships and uh, attracting people and um, talking about men, of course, and all kind of good stuff. So let me just start off by um, introducing her. And you're going to be very, very um, happy to be here today. So I would like to introduce you to Candace Harper, who is a certified and licensed hypnotherapist, relationship coach, and workshop facilitator. She teaches people who are challenged by perfectionism, that's me, that's <laughs> how to <laughs> how to heal the past, love themselves unconditionally, and start their love lives over from a clean slate. Her modalities include rapid transformational therapy, strategic intervention, her own curriculum, Epic Healing. Uh, She is also a certified EFT practitioner. That is very impressive. I love that. (laughs) And Candace was a guest relationship expert on the Bill Cunningham show and Arise 360 for two years. She is now the host of the podcast Love Life Skills for Leaders. Please welcome Candace. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> happy to have you. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. It has been like, what, since the spring, maybe? I feel like it was like March or April. You know, everything in divine right timing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we came back around. It's good. I was so happy to hear from you. And I was like, yay, because I had almost <laughs> forgot that we'd scheduled it. And I knew that I was supposed to like follow up with you. And you know how we get crazy in our lives. I know, I know, I know. Um, I just want everyone listening to know that um, if you could see us right now, you would see that Candace has this flowy kind of almost like Marilyn Monroe-ish kind of hair. It's brown. And then (laughs) I got the red lipstick on, got the gold necklace and like the coral sweater. It just looks, it's classy over here. And meanwhile, me, (laughs) just here in a t-shirt hbcus matter my favorite t-shirt that i wear all the time and that's okay and that's okay (laughs) because thank you thank you it's all about self-love like (laughs) so um i'm so happy that you're here candace because something that you talk about that i so enjoy is when you talk about um how we how we kind of show up in relationships and so i'm gonna actually Um, bring up exactly what we talked about before. So one of the things you mentioned is using couplehood to support your purpose. Now, I know that came from a previous conversation between you and I. Would you mind kind of elaborating on that? Because I think that's so good. Yeah, sure, definitely. See, I think, you know, gone are the days where, and, you know, we hear people talking about it on social media all the time, where people are getting married because there's this desperation for survival. Like, Mm -hmm. we can feed ourselves all that stuff, right? (laughs) Yes. One thing that's really great that I think that's happening for women in general now 
in this modern age is that we are getting a sense that our purpose is important and it can be beyond motherhood. Mm -hmm. It can be beyond wifehood that, you know, we're building businesses. We're actually being able to just really be fully Mm self-expressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one thing that I think is really important to be aware of is that with that kind of evolution comes the understanding that anything that you bring into your life is there to grow you, support you, um, uh, change you in some way, or have you live in your full self-expression, teach you a lesson, Mm -hmm. right? So when it comes to these relationships, gone are the days where it's like, I can't survive without somebody to take care of me. And so now because I can, and because I'm so aligned with who I am, what I'm up to in the world and why I'm here, it behooves me to want to be with somebody who can align with that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And for whom I can do the same, right? So our relationships, that's what they're there for. They're there for us to be our absolute best, most Mm -hmm, self-expressed, you know, self. But oftentimes we think because there's challenges to it that it's the opposite. No, it's like you're looking for that partner who's going to grow you and support you and that you can do the same and that you have that kind of intimacy and interaction with. Like we're purposeful. We have a common goal. We have a singular goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally, I really love what you're saying because I, what I think I hear you saying. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is that once before? Maybe I think was it up until this 1972 or something? Women couldn't even get a bank account unless yeah. their husband signed off or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So what I hear you saying is. It literally used to be, I need to be partnered to have access to things. I need to be partnered to probably even way back, further back to eat, to have a house, to have money, things like that. And I hear you saying now it's more about if I choose to be in relationship, it needs to really support my destiny or like what I'm trying to build as, as that person's also building themselves. Exactly. And whether it's, uh, you know, a sense of destiny or just, this is what I've decided is going to be my purpose in the world. Like purpose is something we can choose. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, like, you know, I, I decided, I don't know, like a decade ago that the challenges that I've overcome, I'm going to get purposeful around helping other women do the same mm-hmm. and helping other women to, you know, sort of hold the hand and support them through this evolution. So whatever it is you're up to in the world, yeah, right? Whatever you feel like is important to you, whatever it is you want to leave behind, it's important that whoever you partner with and bring into your life has alignment with that. They don't have to be like, you know, the the financial, the sole financial source of what supports it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, sometimes we conflate that, that it has to be that they have to, you know, spend all of their time focusing mm-hmm. on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's that our compatibility means that you're in support, that I also have a purpose, that my purpose is not just to take care of you. Yes, yes. Can we talk more about that? Because there I think that there are still some tension points of like the person that I'm dating uh, needs, I guess, in a heterosexual sense, the man needs to be the breadwinner and the mm-hmm. female needs to make less than. And so what what happens in your work when you see women who are like, I don't know if I should date him because I make more, more, uh, more money than him. Like, how do you how do you deal with those conversations? I mean, it comes up a lot, Mm. right? And so, you know, I think the money is sort of like the low hanging fruit for how we judge whether, you know, someone is uh, 
uh, will will be willing to take care of us, right? Mm. So you say, oh, the man's the breadwinner. That's the low. I always say, like, wow. you know, men even paying for dates in the beginning, like that's the low hanging fruit for expressing caretaking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But here we've advanced as a society so much that caretaking means so much, so many more things. Yeah. So as a woman, I could be someone who makes a whole lot of more money, I and mean, there are a lot of women out there who are like, but he's got to match or be higher. Mm. Because what they're doing is they're collapsing what what they need, which is caretaking, because we all need caretaking yes. on some level, yes. with being able to afford a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. which those are two completely distinct things. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And you can say, oh, I got to be able to afford this lifestyle. You're, you're within your rights to say that. But if you fool yourself into thinking that that's the avenue into the feeling of being taken mm-hmm. care of, you're looking at the wrong thing to fulfill you. Yes. Right. Because someone who's capable of taking care of you may make a little less than you, but they also know how to be a listener. They know how to collaborate. They know how to share the the household chores. They know how to build with you. They know mm-hmm. how to be an understanding even when they don't agree. Like that's ah. taking care of. Let's pause. Hold on. I feel like <laughs> I think some other people listening probably need to catch their breath too. Like this, this is some like really good stuff. And I, I, I just got to talk about this all day because that you're exactly right. I know for me, I have struggled in the past to be like, he has to make more money because what you're saying, because I want to maintain whatever lifestyle, yeah. right? Or even before I was, <laughs> I mean, for years I was making like between 40, 50 grand a year and mm-hmm. living in Seattle, which was, doesn't go far. So mm-hmm. I just wanted someone to make more than me. Cause my thought was, then you could take care of me, but mm-hmm. not really thinking about what is caretaking look like? Like what you're talking about now, does that look like washing the dishes when I'm tired? Does that look like picking me up from the airport? Does that look, <laughs> what does that look like? You know? So I love that. That, that it's exactly what you're saying. Just understanding that we both have needs. That's caretaking. We both mm-hmm. have needs and I'm willing to support you with yours. You support me with mine. And sometimes that shows up as, as financially. But when you, when you really want to have deep level, intimate connection with someone, it's you're looking for it to show up as relationship, mm-hmm. relaying, mm-hmm. understanding communicating like that's what what really at the heart of all of us is what we need you know we go to Maslow's hierarchy of needs that's the need yeah the lifestyle is great yes nothing wrong with wanting nice things (laughs) (laughs) we just don't want to confuse that with actually being taken care of in a human way yeah yeah how do you how do you distinguish that with your with your clients because I mean I can only imagine what these conversations look like it's like I don't know, maybe someone's like, well, I really want him to take me to Hawaii. And, um, but you're telling me that, I don't, I don't know, I'm trying to give an example, but trying to like distinguish it. How do you work with them around that? Yeah. I mean, you know, because I do work with a lot of, you know, powerful perfectionistic women, <laughs> it's like, and they tend to be a little, you know, I work with mainly elder millennials, mm-hmm. you know, younger Gen Zers or Gen Xers. Um, And so they tend to be in a point in their life where they sort of have uh, gotten cynical about whether he can take me to Hawaii Mm. or things like that. You know, like I take myself to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what will often be when they are in that state of like, they they do want a certain kind of lifestyle or they, they do want those material things. What they're more looking at is like, you know, I want to make sure that he he has a, a high power job and can invest mm. and you know do all of that sort of thing. And so when they come with those demands, 
I don't think that they're out of the realm of possibility, but what I usually deal with is, okay, let's just get back to emotionally what you want to be aligned with. Yeah. Because a man who knows how to like handle his money and can in invest and you know, yes, there's a certain level of stability financially that can be in place there. But when you're a woman who already kind of knows how to put that in place for yourself, it's like, what's going to be more important to you when you get to your end of days and you start to be, you know, uh, going through menopause and things are changing and mm -hmm. things like that be most important is those core value needs like yeah. those things you know that you're going to align with whether you have somebody in your life or not mm. and so that's what i say like let's get reconnected to that mm -hmm. because you can want that out of a man there's nothing wrong with that but let's prioritize what's yeah. really going to be important. yeah right so like when i'm going through menopause which i actually fantasize about all the time <laughs> but whenever i go through menopause do I want my partner to like in the be in the corner, you know, sitting at the, the computer on the spreadsheet because they are really good at balancing money? Or do I want someone to be there, like continuing to tell me I'm beautiful, even though I'm sweating everywhere mm -hmm. and holding the fan over my face because I'm <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying to get some sleep, yeah. you know? Or just getting yeah. Like like and not obviously they can't understand what we go through hormonally. Yeah. But just being willing to to like hold space for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm dealing with with my partner right now. And he's so great about it because he's, mm -hmm. I mean, like I, I chose a man who, you know, he's got a lot of sisters. He has yeah. daughters. You know what I mean? Like women, yes. he's good with women in general. But like I'm 50, so I'm just starting my whole menopause mm -hmm. journey. I find what I love so much about him is that he can hold space for the changes I'm going through. If I'm crying because I ate too much sugar, <laughs> He, it's not like an annoyance mm -hmm, to him, mm -hmm. you know, because he's busy. He's got to go do things. Yeah. And, you know, he's got a great career and, and things like that. But because I wasn't so focused on that, it's it's got to be a certain kind of um, material lifestyle. That he's got to make a certain amount of money yes. and then he's got to have these other things in place. Yeah. What I got was somebody who's like, OK, baby, do you need to lay down? I'll make you some tea. Oh, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Is this is this the same partner where I was like, you got he has a really nice voice, should be on the podcast? Yes. Like, is it that partner? <laughs> ah, I love it. I hope you guys are able to hear his voice one day. Just go back through her episodes yeah. on her podcast because it's sings, like so yeah. I might be able to get him to sing. He's okay. guitar. Yes. So. <laughs> there you go. Let's start a band. Like, let's do this. that was really powerful when you were talking about your partner he's like i chose a man like i chose not um i was chosen you know or he asked me out or he wants to be with me it's like i chose i think there's so much power in that and just those words that you said and i just want to highlight that i think that's really beautiful yeah i mean right now my my whole thing because I, I told you i'm about to teach a program called healthy man magnet mm. the dynamic that we have lost i think modern day is is women's understanding and there's enough you know like alpha bro podcasters out there <laughs> thinking that they're the prize and that they're doing the choosing and all of that stuff but the actual natural dynamic and it's, it's in the animal world, it's in the animal kingdom, it's in the human kingdom as well, when we're willing to go with it, is that it is the man's job to to be um, as desirable as possible mm -hmm. and to present himself as desirable as possible. And it is a woman, it's up to the woman to say, okay, you have pleased me, mm -hmm. then I'm going to focus my energy on you. <laughs> and so yes. we're in our most feminine energy when we know that we can make that choice, mm -hmm. that if we don't want to put our feminine energy towards someone or, if we put our feminine energies towards someone and they don't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. that's an indication it's not one to choose. Hmm. Like, you know, I find that a lot of my clients get into the chase, the chase of a man. Yep, and, yep, and I'm yep. like, no, 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 
Yeah. We don't do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we get to choose. They, they show us how aligned they are with us. And then we get to say, okay, I accept you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who else is getting turned on over here? Like, listen to all this good stuff. Yes. Oh, that's why I need Candace on the show. I love it. This is literally, every time you talk about this, I think I always visualize like a peacock. Because, yeah. you know, the male, the male peacock is one that has all the pretty feathers, yep. right? And so when they peacock, we're peacocking. It's like, yeah, look at me, look at me. Like, I'm desirable, I'm desirable. And then you see the female peacocks look like not even giving me any attention. I'm not interested. No, or one will, right? And so ah, I just love it. Um, I'm trying to like stay focused. I'm so excited. <laughs> you said something. Except, oh, okay. I'm not even going to lie. Yes, I'm a therapist. Yes, I'm a self-worth coach. Yes, I understand all those things. And sometimes I feel like I still don't fully understand the the entirety of what is feminine energy. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah. And I feel like it is one of those kind of terms that just is a coverall for a lot of things. Because mm. a lot of people think feminine energy means you're acting like a girl. Yeah. You know, you're, you're like, you know, I'm wearing my red lipstick yes. today. So feminine <laughs> energy, which we know that's not, you know, as far as like that, those are constructs, right? Yes. What it really is, is that feminine energy is flow. Mm. It's flow and it's ease. It's alignment, right? So you, it doesn't matter what your gender is. You can adopt feminine energy because that's what you choose to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's powerful for certain things, just like masculine, like healthy masculine energy is powerful for certain things. Mm-hmm. And so it's the understanding that I can employ it when I need it in the sense that you know, let's say I am, you know, trying to make a project happen. Like I used to be in uh, art direction for television. So sometimes mm. I would be like carpentry, carpentry projects. Wow. So that was very masculine energy. Yes. Like, like, you know, there's no flow with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, take the measurements, cut the wood. <laughs> yes. You know there's a project to be done. And so when there's a project to be done, it, it behooves us to be in that sort of uh, mm. logistic um, never say die kind of energy. Mm-hmm. But then when we get into like emotions and interaction and empathy and re- uh, having conflict with people even, mm-hmm. it's our feminine energy that is our strength. Like yeah. that ability to be, uh, allow things to be subjective, to go with the flow of things, to be flexible, to be innovative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. creative, you know, allowing rather than forcing. Yeah. That's and energy stuff. Hmm. I like that. As I hear you talking, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, okay, yep. I definitely got some masculine energy because mm-hmm. there are times where I'm like, kind of like in this moment, like um, being in the middle of a launch, right? And knowing I got to get things done and I got to get it get this done and I got from this time to this time to get it done and no interruptions and I'm going to stay up all night, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I hear you say the feminine energy where I'm um, going to have empathy and like lean in and, and, um, you mentioned conflict. I'm assuming the conflict, like being able to have the conflict without what? Being like, able to be with the conflict, okay. right? So it's that need sometimes, and we'll, we'll just put it in the context of like a romantic relationship. Yeah. It's that need sometimes to feel like if this person's not doing it, doing it or saying it how I'd like, then I got to butt up against it, right? So that's against our hmm. energy. It doesn't mean you can mm-hmm. disagree with someone. But feminine energy is peace. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, first of all, I'm peaceful with the fact that you don't agree with me, that mm-hmm. we're in conflict. About mm-hmm. it. Like, I understand that you have a different perspective. Yeah. And second of all, I can state my peace without having to fight you to, to either get it or to agree with mm-hmm. me or to 
my way. Yeah. Because all I do in my feminine energy is align with myself, mm. align with, with what's important to me. And those who are good for us, those are who are healthy for us, when they don't agree, they can still align. Like, yeah. they, like we can understand each other, we can get each other. Those who are not good for us will want to fight you on it yeah. or they can't be with you Ugh. when you align with Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, like, I don't know about for you, but I mean, there's been so many times for me in the past with dating where I'll try to bring up something, right? Have peace in what I'm trying to say because we have maybe a disagreement. And the man's response will be, even in friendship, actually, the response would be like, oh my gosh, this again, or you're not over that yet, mm. or it's like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. Like very combative, yeah. you know, and it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And it's like silencing. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing to come up against. And I think, you know, what often happens is it, you know, from the perception of the person who's being vulnerable or sharing themselves, mm -hmm. it's like, first I got to ask myself, okay, so I'm being vulnerable and I'm sharing what's going on with me and what I'm feeling. And then when that's met with a brick wall or if it's met with either gaslighting or denial or, you know, what feels like invalidation, mm. it is really hard not to then return with that same yes. thing. Because then you wanna, oh, now I've been vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Now I want to protect my, mm -hmm. right? So it's really hard to stay in feminine energy in those moments. But th this is why I preach alignment, because that's what helps us just maintain our, um, our peace with ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So... I don't need you to validate me. I don't need you to, um, you know, fully understand because as long as I'm needing you to, I'm, I'm attached to an outcome from you. Yeah. All I need is to be able to stand in the piece of it myself. Now, if we can trust, and this is the hard part because <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. This is yes. not what we are taught to do. Mm. If we can trust that our own alignment will either influence that person's energy or it won't. And it's okay if it doesn't. Mm. If it means that it, it's the uh, parting of the relationship, if it means that that person has to sit with it and sit in conflict with it for a while, if it means that it's going to change the dynamic of our relationship, we have to be okay with that. Yeah. And often we're not. We're mm -hmm. like, I have something to say and you don't get it and you're a problem. <laughs> yes. Now we got to break up. <laughs> yes, of course. Or now we're just going to be fighting all the time. It's going to be awkward all the time yeah. or something, you know, negative has to come from it. Mm hmm Part of the practice is this is this is our, our growing together. I'm going to allow whatever this is. You can feel how you want to feel about mm -hmm. it. But with me, I'm at peace with what I know to be true for me. Yeah. Now, caveat mm. is that oftentimes we feel like our feelings are facts. Yes. And so if we feel something and it comes up against any sort of... Uh, disagreement or misunderstanding we automatically take that as you don't care about me you don't love me you can't hear me mm -hmm. wrong with you or something's wrong with me mm -hmm. so we want to like you know the practice is to get an awareness that that's what we're doing yes right that it's all just perceptive stuff it's not it's not real mm -hmm. but our feelings are valid yeah and we're allowed to express them but the expectation that someone else know what to do with them is a really uh it's just a really sabotaging expectation on yes, a relationship. It is, it yeah. is. I talk a lot about that with the people I work with, and I talk about that all the time on the show, like finding your voice and be able to express like what you need. Yeah. You know, if I if if I if I say I'm mad or if I if I walk around mad, whatever I whatever I know my mad to look like, and my partner has no idea that one, this behavior that Dante is doing is mad, yeah. and two, she feels mad, like 
it's it, I think it's a setup from the beginning, right? Nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what to say. And now I'm getting all um, mad and hot and bothered because you're not responding the way I need you to respond because you should know that I'm mad. Yeah. yeah. And then it just snowballs. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, you know, it's, and it's not to say that it's easy. Like when we are triggered no. by things, it's, I mean, I, I still to this day, like I've been in practice for a long time, you know, I'm 50 years old. So still to this day, I find myself wanting to just react to what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, but that willingness to just be like, I feel mad and I feel mad and I'm perceiving that it's at this person, which usually it's something within us already. Oh, like yes. Whatever people turn us, it was already exactly. there. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Right. But it's that it's that understanding that this is something that I can love myself through, that I can Mm. give myself grace around. And if I'm willing to let myself feel it, then I won't need so badly for that other person to know what to do about it or how to let me feel it or to validate that I feel it. I got to know how to do that for myself. Yes. Nobody else can really do it for us. Sometimes people are like you know, supporting and, and they might hit on the right button mm-hmm. and get lucky or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The expectation that a romantic partner know what to do, mm-hmm. actually if we're making them wrong. Yeah. You know, like I'm mad at you makes you wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm blame on you and I'm shaming you. Mm-hmm. It's probably bringing mm-hmm. your stuff. A hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a relationship now and it's I must say it's one of the healthiest relationships I've ever been in um you're talking about the feminine energy there's a lot of that happening on both sides there's um understanding there's no arguments it's more just like it's how I'm feeling what do you need from me I respond what do you need from me he's aware that he has needs he hasn't yet been able to express those needs in the past right so I'm offering patience Cause I'm like, how do you not know what you need? Like, you know? <laughs> it's obvious. Like, <laughs> like letting him come to his own understanding of like, if you've never really had to ask yourself what you need from others, you're you're gonna need time. And um, I'm bringing this up because you have mentioned when you're in alignment and you're in a relationship and there are challenges. I know for myself. I look, and I'm trying not to anymore, I look at challenges like, oh, it's over, it's a wrap. Let's just break up because obviously, obviously, you know. So um, can you speak to like, how do we know if the challenge is enough to to break up? I know that's a big question and I'm sure we'll get into all the details. (laughs) It is a big question and there's a lot of layers to it, but it's a valid question, right? Because I feel like I was just talking to a client yesterday and she was in that struggle she's like you know mm-hmm. we've broken up before how do I know if something is just like it's got to be cut off like I've got to stop mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Well, f- for one thing I always say the first thing is that especially if you're in a relationship where you have found and I was in an abusive relationship for a while where I think I broke up mm-hmm. at least a dozen times yeah you know what I mean so mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. in that situation where there is a a conflicting back and forth, should I, shouldn't I? First of all, you're trying to manage an outcome. You're trying to control mm. a situation, right? Oh, yeah. We often feel like in order to make things better or or change things that we have to then chess piece it around. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And we're putting it out there. We're putting it with the other. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're constantly in that conflict, the first thing to do is just to go inward. Like what's going on with mm-hmm. me? Is it like something going on with my attachment style? Is it something going yeah. on with this reminds me of something familial? You know, mm-hmm. like my father left and I'm and I'm accustomed to an abandonment feeling like even though mm-hmm. I don't want it, that's what's familiar. Right. So pushing you out, pushing you away will give me that old familiar feeling. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we hurt ourselves with those familiar feelings, even though it's not what we want. Right. Yeah. So it's that that willingness to just like go inside first and just start to to do an inquisition with yourself. Like, Like what is going on with me that with this particular person, I'm always back and forth. Or I'm always on the fence. I can't make mm-hmm. up my mind whether they're aligned with me or not. Like, what mm-hmm. am I telling myself about this? What is the what is at the heart of it? Like, you know, is there a baseline of feeling uh, comfortable with this person? Is there a baseline of always feeling in peril? And that's what I'm used mm-hmm. to. You know, it's yeah. willingness to just do a self self examination and just see see what's going on mm-hmm. with ourselves. And often we don't take a moment to just check in with ourselves. Like, no, why am I feeling this? Why do I feel so angry? How come every time yeah. he looks at me, I want to knock his block off? Like, <laughs> like that's not him. That's me that feels yes. angry, right. So I got to ask myself, like, w- am I associating it with something else? And then oftentimes I say, if you're at least willing to go into that inquisition, then you're ready for the next step, which is to ask support. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether that's sitting down and talking to a clinician or a coach or a mentor, someone that you yep. trust, to, that you can be completely vulnerable around that doesn't have their own agenda. That's why I would say mm-hmm. stay away from family <laughs> because as yes. much as they love you, they do have their own loving agenda, you know, yes. and some of our closest friends. So, you know, if you're struggling in a relationship with what decisions to make, go inward, start asking yourself questions and then ask for support outside of you mm-hmm. because then you'll have somebody to sort of, you know, help guide you through all of the, you know, the thinking, the perceptions, the, you know, uh, why am I making this mean that? Yeah. You know, why does this look like that? Why does that trigger me? Mm-hmm. And unless it's something that is just outright obvious where you're physically in danger, allow yourself the time to explore. Yeah. You know, there's no rush. You don't have to hurry up. They did something you didn't like, or they said something you didn't like. You don't have to hurry up and break up with them. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, I, um, it's taken so much work to finally get to a place of a disagreement, um, a challenging conversation, uh, miscommunication, right? Um, oftentimes I'm, I'm joke, I'm making a joke mm-hmm. and I think we're both laughing and we're not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my bad. Oh, I whatever. So when that happens, it's taken so much work for me to not be like, oh, this unpleasant moment means we will now break yeah. up. Because that's what I'm used to receiving in past relationships, being compared to other partners, girlfriends, and it shouldn't be this hard. And uh, then we then we breaking up. And so now it's really nice to be in the space of we can have um, unpleasant, uncomfortable moments. And doesn't mean the relationship is over. It just means we had an unpleasant moment. Exactly. And you and you can't be in a relationship and not ever have an unpleasant moment. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Yes, and there there are people I've experienced it myself who really believe that. Yeah. Like relationships should be blissful and perfection day to day. Yeah. That or or that I should always know what to do. 
Mm. Right. So, you know, when conflict comes up, especially, you know, for people who have children, I mean, I don't have children, so I don't really comment on parenting itself, Mm -hmm. but that's a whole nother layer of like variables that you never know what's going to happen. Right. And the pressure we put on ourselves that we should always know what to do. And if we don't, then we got to go, you know, fix it somehow, Mm. drink it or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. run out the door. It's like, yeah, just sit with, I don't know what to do here. It's okay. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, there's no handbook. There's, yeah. yeah. And what I've, I learned from, oh, it was a, uh, it was this therapist, this lady who analyzes dreams. She's been doing it for like 25 years. And when I tell you, like, she, she breaks the whole dream down in like 15 minutes. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. The point is she had said to me, she was like, long story short, she said, you've never, you didn't have a role model of how to do a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And so would it be okay if you tell yourself, I don't know what I'm doing because yeah. I've never done a healthy relationship before, right? And that was so freeing because I I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I have an idea. However, day to day, unpleasant moment to happy to unpleasant to whatever it looks like. It's like oh I don't I don't know what to do. I know what to do in toxic relationships. Fuss, respond back in a masculine way, ma- match your energy, right? Text the ex while you're sleepy, whatever it is, right? Plan my escape or whatever, no. you know? And it's not, I don't do those things anymore. So it's like, oh, okay, my tools are no longer serving me. So what do I do? It's like that kind yeah. of that space of sitting with that. Yeah. And I love that she said that because I, I so believe that so much of what we do is based on what was modeled for us. And we can't, we can't mm-hmm. help that. It's the moment you get in that awareness where yeah. you're like, yeah, I, I, I have all these mechanisms, these things that I've watched mm-hmm. you know, be done and then learned how to do in order to survive. And now I get to choose things that actually work. Right. Yep. And I just got to be able to get aware that the stuff that I was doing, that that came from someplace. We don't come out of the womb, you know, knowing <laughs> we're going to text an ex. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't come out of the womb planning like, you know, how do you manipulate somebody into doing what you want? Or how do you yes. go into combat mode? It's like we come mm-hmm. out of the womb like I I have needs. Yeah. I until someone fulfills them. Right. So mm-hmm. it, once the world gets a hold and, and what we see is, oh, well, this thing works, that doesn't work. This will get me hurt. This will get me yelled at. This will get me left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes from, right? Mm-hmm. What are the type of um, individuals that really excite you to work with? Because you have a really great, like, clearly your framework is excellent. So who excites you? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love working with women who I, I see myself in, right? Mm. So I, I share my trajectory a lot. And I'm almost done with my book. I think we talked about it before. It's called I'm Not Mad, But She's Still <laughs> Crazy. And it's about yes. relationship with my mother and healing that. Yes. And being a perfectionist, you know, mm. adult life. And having all of these sort of subconscious beliefs that were running the show that were based on what my five-year-old, my 12-year-old self, you know, decided about survival. And so I get so lit up when I meet another woman where I see myself in her. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm honest, like most women that I meet and interact with, I do see a level of myself, Mm -hmm. but there's a certain kind of woman who just, she knows she's got it figured out. That anger Mm -hmm. is boiling underneath. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. She wants, she knows that she wants something that she wants to experience. And usually it's deep level love and connection. She wants to experience unconditionality with herself. She wants to experience being able to look herself in the eye, in the mirror and, you know, see the, her little self and give herself that loving, gentle parenting that someone else didn't know how to give her. Mm -hmm. She has no idea because she's so used to like fighting and she's yep. been fighting her whole life. And that's who I was. And so when I meet mm-hmm. that woman, I'm like, yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. And with those type of women, I've been, been there myself. I'm sure I'm sure I could definitely transport myself into like that bubbling anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I still have a lot of anger in, in many ways and with different things. Mm-hmm. And when you work with those kind of women, women like myself, <laughs> there's... there's um, there's a very hard exterior mm-hmm. you must penetrate through. And I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it definitely gets interesting. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you just, however, you, I'm sure you find a way to like, let them know what you want is love and connection and we can yeah. get you there. Absolutely. I mean, usually, you know, what it comes down to is, you know, we start out getting Christian because I'm a coach first and foremost. So with coach, mm-hmm. you know, the most important thing is what are you trying to create? Like, what is your goal? Yep. Where are you trying yep. to get to? And as soon as we start having that conversation, you know, the thing that I go to next, well, what is standing in the way? And, mm. and especially so the harder the shell, it's like <laughs> the harder the break. <laughs> as soon as I start talking yes. about you know, the things that I feel are standing in the way, it's like mm-hmm. it it targets everything. And so, you know, yes. and we often don't talk about that stuff in polite conversation. So when someone mm-hmm. asks you something like that one on one or even when I'm doing like a healing group, it's like yeah. it just breaks everything down because now mm-hmm. you're, you're present to what you're just walking around sort of guarding all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a moment where you're seen and like, who doesn't want to be seen? Right. And, um, it's not fun being seen all the time Yeah, because you now you're spotlighted and it's like, oh my gosh. And if you haven't sat with your own stuff and someone is seeing your stuff that you thought you were hiding a lot of emotion, a lot, I think a lot of beautiful emotions can come up, very intense emotions. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. And so hitting on that, I think is lovely. And for the client to experience it, I'm sure it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't expect all this to happen, you know, second session. Yeah, I do. I do get that often where it's like, I didn't, I wasn't, I shouldn't be crying. It's like, no, stop. <laughs> yes, I shouldn't please. be crying. Not right away. You know, that. Like, yes, please cry. Back these tears. I'm like, yes. Blow because they need to come. Yeah. You know, especially black women. Like how many times do we not have our face match what's happening on the inside. Like just masterful at it. No. My mom, like she, she has since passed, she passed away in January. God rest mm, her yeah. soul. When we were growing up, it was me and I have two sisters, so all girls. Mm-hmm. And there was this expectation mm-hmm. that we know how to be no matter where she took us, right? Like you are going to mm-hmm, know how mm-hmm. to be in front of kings and poppers. I don't care. You're yep. going to know how to speak. You're going to know mm-hmm. how to code switch. You're going to know how to do whatever mm-hmm. it is. And so she had this habit of when I was a kid, I hated it. But as an adult, I get it. Mm-hmm. Wherever we would go, the expectation that we behaved was so high that if you made mistakes afterwards, you were going to be in trouble. Yep. Right. And whatever in trouble was going to mean, like she was just going to mm-hmm. be mad at you. And so yeah. I realized that what I learned, and I think it's the same for my sisters, is that it's like what you were talking about. That mask can go up. 
mm-hmm. if I needed to. And when I worked, you know, in my my previous career, I used to work in television. I needed it. It was a strong suit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there were times where I really wanted to just come out my face and, you know, yeah. punch somebody in the face or yeah. <laughs> be out and out angry. But because I had that skill of just like, Full coat switching, smile on my face, even though mm-hmm. in my mind I'm I'm murdering you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's and it's good to have if you're moving around in you know colonized masculine spaces mm-hmm. and you need to survive. But then yeah. when it comes to our romantic relationships, our friendships, mm-hmm. our close familial relationships, sometimes we're still doing that. Yeah, even with ourselves, we're still wearing oh, yes. masks of, of pretense and pretending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're, what you're what you're pointing at is exactly right. As as women of color, it's like just that ability to give ourselves permission to actually mm-hmm. say how we feel, feel how we feel, express it without trying to hurt somebody else. Yeah, and just be real about it and be with it. That alone mm-hmm. is so healing for us. So yes. necessary. It's so necessary because there's so there's so much stuff that's backed up, and there's so much. Um, I mean, speaking of being in alignment, right? If if I'm saying I'm really hurt and I'm upset about what my what my ex partner did to me, yet I'm smiling on the outside, I'm out of alignment. And so to get back in alignment, a lot of stuff can finally come out and come up and come out, right? And that could look like all kind of things. But so it's so necessary. Right. And, and not making myself wrong for it. It's okay that I'm upset about yeah. it. Like, I'm not, you know, there's nothing wrong with me because I feel anger. It's something needs to be mm-hmm. and that's okay. Right. There's Absolutely. nothing wrong with me that I feel sad. I'm allowed to feel hurt and sad. You mm-hmm. know, I was mm-hmm. Yesterday, part of this breakup, there's a baby involved. So mm-hmm. why are you trying to hold back the tears? Yeah, that's, that's sad. Right? Yes. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Especially me, I would be. I feel sad. I'm, I'm <laughs> sad. I don't even know this person. Like, yeah, right? I, I'm sad for that. And I, I think also, like, it's okay that we're sad for yeah. more than a day, for more than yeah. five minutes, or I cried myself to sleep, or I'm, I'm, um, there are many days where I've been sad for days yeah. on end, and I've been I've been working with myself to be like, it's okay that I'm still sad on day yeah. seven. It's okay that I'm still sad on day eight. Like you know what I mean? Like it feels like we have to have that one cry and then like tuck it away, move on because things need to be done. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true, and you know. It's that, it's that grace that we give ourselves to allow ourselves to process. And then, you know, that willingness to ask for support, right? Yeah. It does go on for longer than is healthy for me. Then it's mm-hmm. ask for help around it too. And that's another thing as women of color that we often struggle against is, is yes. the feeling that you got to be a lone wolf. Yep. Actually keeps us locked in these emotions and locked up with mm-hmm. stuck in the yes. feelings, yeah. Absolutely. Candace, I truly could talk to you all day. <laughs> I literally feel like I'm wrapped up in a cozy blanket and Aww. I'm sure everyone else is feeling that way too. However, I want to respect your time. And so I want, because I'm sure people are wondering like, tell us more about what you're working on, where can people um, find you? And of course, we'll have all the show, we'll have the links in the show notes, but please share where how people can connect with you. Yeah. So there's a couple ways. I mean, the easiest, fastest way is to just follow my podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and like other, you know, podcast outlets. It's called Love Life Skills for Leaders. 
then you know you can find out all my other links and stuff by listening to the podcast. But also, I was um, telling you earlier that I am starting a new group for 2023. We're launching in yes. January. It's a club membership. It's called the LL- mm. LLC, the Love Love Life Leaders Club. And there's a program within it called Healthy Man Magnet. And it's for women who do want a man, or I should say people in general, because it's not gender specific. If you want a man, this program is for you, but you want a healthy man, right? Mm -hmm. You want to settle. And so what it basically is, is my 12-week intensive that I normally do one-on-one, I've decided to stretch it out for a group for a year-long membership so that the community, oh. right? The community can learn and do the exercises together. And so there's mm-hmm. a three-part framework to it. Heal the past, love yourself unconditionally, start all over from a clean slate. And all of the structure is based on that three-part framework. And so you get to go through, you know, in the beginning, I also incorporate hypno- hypnotherapy. We do what's called a regression. We get to locate where all the pain and the anger and where all of the historical stuff is coming from in the first place. What did I decide mm-hmm. consciously that's sabotaging me? In the middle, yeah. when we're, you know, learning unconditional love and self-acceptance, it's all about, you know, where does forgiveness need to be applied? And not forgiveness like you're taught in you know, church, not like trying to mm-hmm. Jesus and pretend like nobody ever hurt me. Mm-hmm, forgiveness, mm-hmm. Like how do I now take responsibility for my own experience, not responsibility for what was done to me? Cause that's not my fault. And then the yeah. last part, starting over from a clean slate, that's where we get to do all the creative self-expression stuff. Now from this space of letting myself know how to process and feel my feelings, I get to create from nothing and I get to mm-hmm. make new choices that I never would have made before because I was stuck in the old story. And so that's yeah. the, it's the year long journey. And, you know, I'm going to do it with a whole community. Oh, that sounds awesome. And so that starts January. It launches in January okay. um, and it's going to be a combination of like, you know, group hypnotherapy and there'll be coursework, like digital coursework that okay. people can access. And then, of course, support. And I'll be coming into the group for support, you know, and learning and things like that. Yeah, I love that. I really love the piece about like, that you have self-sabotage in there because I was actually talking about that today with a client. And I think self-sabotage is something that is not talked about enough personally. So I love that you have that in there. Yeah, most definitely. And it's really, you know, it's really just about getting to a point where, you know, you're no longer because I feel like a lot of times, especially in this transformation conversation, we're talking about like work on myself, work on myself, where it's not it's not about working on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just aware and having an understanding and and developing new practices. Right. Like if you were doing a yoga practice or if you decided to pick up something that you didn't know how to do before, you Mm -hmm. know, it's gently taking people through. And that's often why we sabotage ourselves is because we think we're light switches. We're just supposed to instantly get something and work on ourselves. <laughs> but it's about really like gently evolving and transforming and using the strength of community in order to do that. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Community. Yeah. Community's everything, man. Community is everything. It is. It is. I love that. Specifically when we're dealing with our, our pain and our trauma, because it's that I'm the only one. I'm different. I'm not enough. This is just singularly me. Community takes all of that away. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a, um, I forget what the exercise is called, but exercise where it's like you're in a group and and they'll say, well, I have, or it's similar to like, never have I ever. So uh-huh. if you say, you know, I've dealt with this particular trauma and in a safe container, people can raise their hand mm. and you get to discover that like almost everybody in the room has experienced something similar to what you've experienced. Yeah. Wow. Or has thought. Something similar to what you have thought, mm. you know, people who 
you know, ideation about hurting themselves, things like that. It's much more common than you think it yeah. is. And just that alone in community relieves a lot of the pain it does. that we deal with. It does. I like that. I might have to try that one day. Just, just a raise. Sometimes it's really hard to say it out loud. However, just a, just um, a symbol, like um, symbolizing that I'm, I'm here with you. I've experienced that too. Yeah. I like that. I like that technique. Like you, don't have, you don't have to tell it if you don't want to. Yeah. You just indicate that you've experienced it as well. That's great. Because people like me in group circles, like I have no problem talking. So right. I mean, if someone else wants a mic, you're going to have to raise your hand because I don't know. <laughs> I'm like that too. I'm like, I'll share. Yeah, I'll, I'll share. share. <laughs> we need to kill time. I got, I got 20 minutes. Right. Stories. <laughs> I, I get that. Well, Candace, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy you're here. If you ever want to come back, you are more than welcomed. Uh, yeah. When you do come back, though, I will be in full in full gear. Like I will have my lipstick on, I'll have my <laughs> mascara on. Like I will do all of that. It's gonna be great. Um, for, <laughs> and for everyone else, don't forget. In three weeks, we are well. November 28th starts the holiday event that I'm hosting called Single and Happy Holidays, where you will learn how to feel loved and worthy this holiday season when you are not partnered. So you can sign up for that in the show note links as well. Um, And you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazell and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesintherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay, 